0: Wednesday, in fact, I got to go Wednesday to the Santa Anita racetrack. Steve and Eileen have been taking food. I think, was this the fourth time on Wednesday? So we were able to take food Wednesday morning. There are 800 people that live on Santa Anita racetrack, men, women, and children, primarily all Hisp- you know, uh, Hispanic-speaking families. So they had a taco lady at 8 a.m. I thought, That sounds good, doesn't it? How many of you go for tacos? 8 a.m. So because they start at 3 a.m. So at 3 a.m. they're all up working so at 8 a.m. is like their lunchtime. So not only was it tacos but um, tables of food just like we do on Saturday. They're gonna start doing that every week, right? Every week going over serving families. So The entire group, uh, I believe, move, and they move 1,200 horses down to Del Mar. So there's only a couple dates coming up that they'll still do food during the week. If any of you are interested, see them after. There is help setting up and kind of moving things around. I wanted to put up the chaplain, though. So they have a full-time chaplain. His name is Eli, him and his wife. Actually, the trailer, you don't really see it. There was a a couple that paid for a trailer that is there. Him and his wife live there. They're able to minister to the families. And so I wanted to pray for him. He'll actually move to Del Mar with everybody and then move back. And so he's got a great ministry. This allows us to come in and support him and all of the family. So there was a jockey that came out. You know, they're about this tall, right? And so I was saying hi to him. And I said, hey, is there a chance today that I could ride a horse? And he, he just laughed. Right? He looked at me and he says, I tell you what, he says, you buy a horse and I'll ride it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, that'll happen, but anyways. Well, Lord, we pray for Chaplain E.I., his wife, Lord, the ministry that they have, the access into these lives. That's a community that is there. We pray that you strengthen him in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for families that come and are in search of you that accept Jesus as their Savior. We thank you that... Lord, even this morning as he's done a devotion time with the families before they get uh, prepared for the day, Lord, that you're giving him the words to speak. Strengthen him today. Lord, I pray that he feels it today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen, amen. So if you're interested and want to help, that'll be, I believe it's Thursday mornings until they go to Del Mar here in a couple weeks. Our food ministry yesterday, in fact, we started an hour earlier. It's a lot cooler. Stephen said we had about 111 Plus, we always have kids, um, uh, other adults that come with them, and so as of yesterday, it would have fed about 350 people in different families, so what a blessing. I thought of the horses, they had carrots like the size of my forearm, and I thought that would like destroy my mixer, right, try to juice one of those, but uh, what a blessing of food, prayer over people, um, and just the connection. So again, uh, that happened yesterday. Uh, July 9th is water baptism. If you haven't signed up, please e- uh, email in at info at Or you can reply to the email that we send out. If you're not on our weekly email list, uh, email in at info And we can email you as well, too. Plus, with uh, high school summer camp coming up here in July... We have a couple of uh, kids that are going. If you'd like to help support them, it's about $368 uh, to go to camp. You can uh, go to the website, give online. There's actually a drop-down menu for a youth camp donation, which brings us to our, uh, oh, last one. Pray for my family, if you would, this week. Um, My brother, my sister-in-law, myself and Maverick, we fly up Thursday to Oregon. If you hadn't heard the story before, back in 2014, my sister-in-law passed away. They live outside of Portland, Oregon. Uh, They, at the time, had two young kids. My brother passed away on Valentine's Day. And so we have a niece and nephew that are 13 and 12 now. They're coming down to live with my brother and sister-in-law, they live uh, local here. And then my mom is coming to live with us. So we head up to kind of pull the last things out of the house. And then uh, Maverick and I are driving cars back Friday morning. And so pray for my mom because we're doing Cannonball Run. I mean, we're going we're gonna to hit it from Portland uh, on in. So if you pray for our, our family, we'd appreciate it. And I know I usually never point people out in service, but we have two newlyweds that are back today. Would you stand really quick here so that we can applaud you? Come on. We got the newlyweds. All right. All right. Bless you guys. Good to see you guys. Welcome back. You guys are awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. All right. Um, So I want to read uh, five verses for our tithes and offerings today. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 5. And it says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquities who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the the eagles. I love that part. It says, forget not all of his benefits. So as we do each and every week, I'm going to put up a couple slides here. And would you pray this individually? Pray this out of your heart to your Father God. Let's pray this together. As I give in today's offering, I rejoice in the numerous and miraculous blessings the Lord has given to me. More blessings than I could have ever dreamed of. More blessings than I deserve. More blessings that I can count. Blessings over every area of my life. I rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're giving today in service, there's an envelope in your seat back pocket. You can take that and you can put it in the offering slot as you exit today by the sound booth. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. Also, if you want to give for a uh, youth camp, and uh, you can also mail it in. Our P.O. box is on there. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, take your Bibles out. If you have a phone, a tablet, or grab your neighbor's Bible real quick. And open to Psalm chapter 1, Psalm 1. Last week we started, I'm going to do it in the summer, we're going to, I call it Wonders and Wisdom, we're going to look at Psalms, Proverbs, but we're always going to look at Jesus, right? Psalms, Proverbs, the wonder, like God of Wonders, you know there's a worship song out there called God of Wonders, David David looked at that, he looked at the sky, and he looked at the wonders that God did in his fingertips. Well, I want to read this. We read this last week. Well, I want to start with this, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, and it says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Listen to verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So Father, as we take today and we look at your word, Father, I thank you that you speak to our hearts individually today. We rely on the counsel of the Holy today in Jesus name we pray and everyone said so my title today is counsel of the holy in fact one of the things to think of too is we all get counsel different places but the number one place we should be getting counsel is from the word of God and the Holy Spirit that is speaking to us that should be our counsel our foundation So I read this story this week. There was a long-serving court gesture. If you don't know a court gesture, that's like the clown that would be for the king, like entertaining everybody. And one day he insulted the king. And the king became so infuriated, and he sentenced the jester to death. The king's court pleaded with the king to have mercy for this man who had served him so well for so many years. And after a time, the king relented enough to give the jester his choice as to how he would like to die. The jester considered his choices, and he finally responded. If it's all the same to you, my king, I'd like to die of old age. Right? Well, how many of us know that's not our choice? We don't get to choose that, but what we do get to choose is how am I going to live? How am I going to live? that's what we're going to look at today. How will I live? You know, a lot of times we get our news headlines nowadays in a short little couple sentences. And we might say to somebody, you know what I read the other day? I read this. And it really had nothing to do with probably the whole article. It's that little couple lines ...that they call clickbait, right? That you want to click on or you see it and you determine that that was correct or was right. Well, here's the thing about God's word and what we see in Proverbs. Proverbs are short little sentences. But it's not just some idea to trick you to get in the article. It becomes powerful truths that God breathed. He wanted us to read it. We read those things uh, in Proverbs... But when we read Psalm 1, 1 and 2, I want to read these two first two verses again. We'll look at them uh, a couple different ways. And it says this, blessed, everybody say the word blessed. blessed. Blessed is the man. Now ladies, that doesn't exclude you. You're included in all this, right? So don't say, shh. No. We're all blessed. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Listen to this out of the New Living Translation. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of God, meditating on it day and night. Well, it's interesting when we jump into Proverbs. Proverbs 1 uh, 7 lets us know this The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So when we go back and we think about uh, the Bible, the the law of God, it's interesting that God has kind of set it pretty easy for us. He tells us to choose one or another option, right? You get two choices. You get to choose life and blessing. You get to choose cursing and death, right? And he says, he gives you the answer, choose life. Well, we read this in... um, psalms and proverbs but it's interesting in psalm 1 the very first word is the word what blessed do you know psalm 150 the last uh 150 psalm do you know the very last words are listed in psalm is praise the lord you know here's a good thing for us to do we wake up in the morning instead of looking at the clock and going oh oh, are you serious right say i'm blessed right and at the end of the day, instead of saying, oh, I should have gone to bed earlier, say, praise the Lord. That's the book ends, right? Blessed and praise the Lord. So it's interesting we read that, but it lets us know what's interesting is those that delight in the law of the Lord, they meditate on it. It's not a verse I read for devotion or a verse that I heard on Sunday morning. It's something that I think about, ponder, I've written down. It becomes in my mind. It's something that I say. Uh, my brother-in-law was here a couple Sundays ago, and his girlfriend was with him. And we opened with John 3, with John the Baptist. And John the Baptist says these words about Jesus. I must, he must increase, I must decrease. And my daughter was here, and so Jamie kept re- repeating that. He must increase, I must decrease. He must increase, I must decrease. I'll I'll stop there. But you know what she was doing? She was taking that verse and it became something that she wanted to meditate on. And that's what we see is a delight. It becomes a delight. In fact, Proverbs uh, 8, verse 32, Solomon would write these words. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. This is David and Bathsheba talking to Solomon. For blessed are those who keep my ways. I want to be blessed of the Lord. I keep the ways of the Lord. I keep those things active. Yet Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, nine times, nine times, he says what? Blessed are. Nine times. How many of you are sitting next to somebody that's a little hard-headed? No. Right? Only a couple of you. You know, we need to hear that over and over again, right? Blessed are. Nine times. Blessed are. So God has kept it simple for us. In Psalms we read, you're either the blessed or you're the ungodly. Proverbs we read, there's the ways of God or the ways of a fool. Jesus talks about the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. Jesus talks about there's only two gates to go through. There's a very narrow one and there's a wide one. There's two trees, right? One that's a good tree, one that's a bad tree. There's a sheep and there's a goat. He makes it very plain and simple for us. In fact, I love that verse, Matthew 7, 13 through 15, when Jesus talks about his kingdom, he says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in it, because because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. You know, I was listening to a lady this week, and one of the things that impacted her about the message of Jesus is it was so wide to encompass that anybody could come and receive him, right? Yet they have to surrender their life. Yet Jesus says people choose the wide gate to destruction rather than the narrow gate, right, that goes to life. You've got those two options, Well, as we go through this, here's what we know. We're going to choose Jesus. We're going to follow his ways. And we don't choose Jesus like we choose a new diet. Whatever the new fad is, we try it, don't we? And then after a week and a half, uh, it just didn't taste good. And we go to something else or we give up completely. We choose and we follow his ways because we want to walk in the ways of the Lord. Jesus says that's where you find true life so i've got to make the choice and there's two options it's yes and no i love those when you have just true or false questions on a test don't you oh it makes it so much easier than essays multiple choices he does that to us it's those yes or no and i've got to stay focused i've got to begin to look within me and look without me that i've surrendered my life that i'm following his ways let's talk about that holy council for a bit you know i can remember Years ago, if you told somebody that you were in counseling, they looked at you like, He's in counseling. Can you? I know. It's like, can you believe that? Well, we've come full circle where a lot of people, in fact, we encourage it. Some of, some of the best marriage material that we use all the time, whether premarital or other couples, is great. It's biblically based, foundational. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's the holy counsel. That is number one, right? Number one. You know, um, I will try the best I can to give the best advice, biblical advice to people, but you know what? I might not give the best advice. But I tell you what, there is one that's going to give you the best advice. It might not always feel good, right? It might look good. It might be painful, but it's going to be the best thing for you. You know, I remember when I, in sixth grade, in fact, uh, I can remember this vividly. We were in Glendora. We had some friends that had moved to Glendora and there was three of us boys, sixth graders. And for some reason we were walking to, it was probably like stop and go back then. And one of the boys said, hey, let's go inside and steal a candy bar, right? So we're all, we're gonna go inside and steal a candy bar. And so we all kind of went down different aisles. And I remember I grabbed the snicker bar and I remember shoving it in my shorts and kind of tucking. I'm sure I was probably walking like this two steps and I was convicted two steps in I reached down and feel bad for whoever bought that later right I reached down <laughs> pulled that candy bar out stuck it back in there and I started walking out of the store about then it must have been the owner at the time he comes out and I just remember you know I'm sixth grader this dude was huge this dude had no nose so he had these two big holes in his face he looked like one of the guys in Star Wars at the Cantina, right? And so he had my two friends by their arms, dragging them back in the office to call their parents. Now, when all the parents show up to get us, I'm the only one, you know, and, and I remember my mom asked me, she said, Did you steal a candy bar? Well, no, <laughs> And I said, I started to, and then I was convicted, and I put it back, right? I just, you know, I, I was saying, I probably could have got out, out of the store, but there was something in there, even at sixth grade, that was convicting enough to not take, I remember it was like a quarter back then, right? To not take a 25-cent Snicker bar. There was something convicting. You know, it's interesting when we watch today, I remember um, Michelle, when we were youth pastoring in Artesia, she had run to, a, I think it was a Super Kmart. I was trying to remember the year. In fact, I wrote down, I think it was like 1996. She'd gone to the Super Kmart, she comes back, they've locked up the shaving razors. 1996, right? They've locked up the shaving razors. Well, all of us today are used to going into stores. I went to go get her eye drops one day, this little $3.48 thing that's locked up. You know, you got to wait 15 minutes for a manager. Well, it made me think the other night on the news, there was a guy at a CVS in San Francisco came in with a blowtorch. Anybody see that? He walks into the CVS, he's got his blowtorch, and he's torching the lock until he was able to open it and get it and take the stuff and leave. And I was thinking this, thank God in sixth grade I was convicted with a snicker bar, right, in the back of my shorts to not go that direction. That there was some ways that the Lord was always telling me what to do. But here's what we know, we're not perfect. We've done other things, but thank the Lord for that conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? To direct us, to direct us the, the right path. Well, Let me read a couple other things and then uh, we'll close this today. We read Psalm 1 and there's something that's very interesting because that initial Psalm of David, the, the kickoff, is to flee ungodly counsel and embrace the counsel of God, Right? flee the ungodly stuff, embrace the counsel of God. And he uses kind of a couple words, those that walk, those that stand, and those that sit. In fact, I'm gonna put up a couple definitions for time on here. The word walks is that we would walk in a manner of life. And it's not just living out life, it's in the life of God. We're gonna walk this life of God out. But he also uses the word ungodly which also refuse to those who mock. You know, whenever I see people that mock God, I always get concerned, right? Because God is not going to be mocked, right? There's a lot of things you can do, but God is not going to be mocked. He talks about wicked, which is one of the Hebrew words for unrest. And it gives us a, a picture even of today of those that are wicked. There's an unrest that's in them that drives them to be unrestful, to be wicked. But then David talks about a couple things that become powerful. He uses the word delight in the law of the Lord. An interesting translation, it's things desired or something that is very valuable. right? When you're delighting in the word of God, it becomes very valuable to you. It's more precious than gold. It's more precious than silver, right? It's what you can attain in your heart. And then David uses the word law, which back in his time, he would have had really the first five books of the Bible, which referred to as the Torah, that law. But he talked about that law. In fact, one of the the translations is it's the divine direction, the divine instruction. God knows the very things that we're going through. God knows if we're pressured in a housing situation, a financial situation, a family situation. He knows, but there is divine direction that he's given to us in his word. And David uses that word, but would you delight in it? Would you allow it to be so desired and so valuable that that's what you have and that's what you take? Well, let me fire off a couple of the things that are in Proverbs. And uh, let me start with uh, Proverbs 8, 35 and 36. In fact, I encourage you, go download the notes uh, on our website and you can read these later. Proverbs 8, 35 and 36. For those who find me, they find life. They obtain favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Whoever finds me finds life. Proverbs 11, verse 14, where there is no counsel, the people fail, but in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. There are many plans in a man's heart nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand many plans in our heart many ideas in our head but it's the Lord's counsel that is what's going to stand then last one Proverbs 21:30 there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord right against the Lord So it's the word of the Lord in our lives that bring that peace. Isn't that interesting that word wicked or that word ungodly is that unrest? What did Jesus bring and leave? His peace. Jesus says these words, last one here, John 16, 12 through 14, because when we look at the Psalms and we look at Proverbs and we look at Jesus and we're talking about counsel, the counselor has come. The counselor has resided on the inside of us. The counselor is what's going to give us direction. And Jesus said this ahead of time. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For, for he will not speak on his own authority But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come and he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. You know, several of the names we read about the Holy Spirit in the Bible are the spirit of truth, the helper, the comforter. In fact, that word comforter is a word uh, in the Greek language that means one called alongside of you. And then he is our holy counselor, right? Our number one counsel, the one that we seek for direction. He's not going to say anything different from the word of God or what Jesus taught. He's not going to lead you in a different direction in a false religion. He's going to speak the truth to you. He's going to give you that counsel because there's only two ways, right? I follow the ways of God or I follow the ways of the world. We see where that ends, and Jesus said that we would have peace. Bow your heads if you would with me this morning. And I want to ask us two questions. In fact, the first is, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe this is a a season of rededicating your life to the Lord, that's our first step together. And in fact, I want uh, all of us to say the words of this prayer. But if that's you today... Would you pray it? Would you mean it in your heart as you speak it out? Would you remember? That's what Jesus said to do to believe, and that's what we read in the book of Romans. Pray this with me, everybody. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I open the door of my heart. I choose to make you the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Second question to all of us is is this. Am I listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Am I following what he says to do? Am I taking the time to listen? Not distracted. Father, I pray for every single one of us today that we know and we believe that you have the counsel for our life. But, Father, we commit and surrender to you to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus talked about a still, small voice that we sometimes crowd out or crowd in that voice to listen to. But, Father, we come today to listen to your voice. You see every situation. You see what lays, lay, is laying before us. And we choose to listen to you, to your words. We embrace your word. We delight in your words. We take desire. We see its value. It is the way of life. And today, we choose it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. If you uh, pray to either accept the Lord or rededicate your life back to the Lord, please, at the end of service, uh, come and see us so that we can connect and pray. Well, stand with me if you would. We're going to close with this song.
1: You learned about nouns and verbs? Okay. In this song, there's a verb. Does anybody know what it is? Speak. 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 We have to speak. So this past week, last Sunday, in fact, last Sunday, ever since a conversation um, that I had with um, actually two individuals, and they both said the same thing, Um, They were talking about um, evangelizing and praying for people and how they, whenever they come in contact with people at the store, in the mall, on the streets, they always leave their presence with this question. How can I pray for you? And people will always respond. I don't know why, but ever since that conversation, it hasn't left my mind. If you know me, you you know I have no trouble talking. Walter says it's true. God bless him. I don't have any issue talking about Jesus with others. But when that statement was made to me by two people, I thought, gosh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm in the checkout line. I I pay, and I'm going to just look at the person and say, how can I pray for you? I don't know why it stumped me, but it did. Last Sunday, I'm heading home from church. It's Father's Day. I've got to stop at the store just to pick up a few more things. And I'm coming over Fullerton Road, and the Lord brings it back to my mind again. And I'm like, really, today's the day? Sure enough in the store do my business I'm checking out and literally I paid I put the bag in the cart told the lady to have a nice day and I turned and the Lord said you're gonna do it <laughs> and I turned back around and I said how can I pray for you and she was stunned she kind of stepped back and she looked at me and she thought oh oh you know didn't know what to say and she said Actually, you can pray for my family. I said, you got it. I turned, and I've just found when some when you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, just do it right then. Otherwise, you forget. So here I am pushing my buggy on out, and I'm praying for her and her family. Why do I tell you that? Nothing special about me. It's a verb. Speak. Speak. People need to hear. We want to see strongholds broken. Speak. You want to see your business grow. Speak. You want to see your family changed. Speak. You want to see the prodigal return. Speak. It's a verb. Don't just rely on the noun. Jesus. Speak. Jesus. Amen? I'm convinced when we begin to speak, because it's Bible, things change. Amen? Amen? We serve a good God. I mean, the instructions are pretty clear. Have you ever heard the acronym KISS? You might, you might think I'm a little crazy, but it's keep it simple, stupid. Okay. It's really that easy. Keep it simple. He tells us what to do. Let's do it in his name. And let's see Jesus change things, amen? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some acai. We didn't wear aloha clothes for nothing today. So if you need prayer, please come up. We'd love to pray with you. Otherwise, outside acai. And you know what? Tip Jonathan, put some money in that jar, amen? God bless you. Have a great week.